0: Welcome to the Hydric and Struggles Leadership Podcast, the premier provider of leadership consulting, culture shaping, and senior-level executive search services. Every day, we're privileged to talk with fascinating people who are shaping the future through their leadership and vision. Each episode, you'll hear a different perspective from thought leaders and innovators. Thanks for listening to the Hydric and Struggles Leadership Podcast.
1: Hello, I'm Sophie Scholes, a partner in Heydrich's London office and a member of our financial services practice. In today's podcast, I'm talking to Andrew Bester, CEO of the Cooperative Bank. Andrew was previously Group Director and Chief Executive of the Commercial Banking Division at Lloyds Banking Group and CFO of the Consumer Banking Division at Standard Chartered Bank, where he held a number of senior leadership roles in Africa and Asia. Andrew, welcome and thank you for taking the time to speak with us today.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Andrew, you've worked in customer-centric organisations within financial services for most of your career. What are the overall changes you believe the sector is going through?
0: Well, I think the banking industry has been going through a lot of change over a, over a good number of years. I think a lot of the features of that defined banking uh, through the 90s and in the early early noughties was a lot of very product-led business models that became the leading way in which businesses were being run. I think the financial crisis was a big wake-up call for the industry. And I think what we've seen then is ever better focus on customer focused business models. And for me, creating that passion focus on the customer is how I've defined my whole senior banking career, and an area that still needs lots of work, but an area that I feel very strongly about. Uh,
1: And so what, in your view, are the key elements that a customer centric bank needs in order to win over that? customer sentiment?
0: Well, I think the first thing one needs to do is is really create a singular focus across the organization on the customer. And that's one of those things that's easily said. But the reality is, how do you create an organization that has, in some instances, multiple thousands of people in multiple geographies, across multiple functions, all thinking about how they deliver for the customer? And that can be easy for a frontline person in a branch, but can be quite hard for, for an operations clerk sitting in a back office, not connected necessarily to the customer. And certainly in my experience, that starts at the top, creating a really strong vision for what you're trying to achieve for your customers.
1: And would there be an example of where you think really across that front and back office part of the bank, you've managed to get it right since arriving at the COP?
0: I think the first thing is the cooperative bank does have a very strong customer focus, and I think that really is founded um, off the back of the cooperative principles that defined the organization going back to the 1870s. So that history and that ethos has always been there. Uh, there are real frontline heroes who care passionately about the customer. My role as the chief executive is to make sure, with all the change the cooperative bank's been through, that the teams are reconnected particularly in as it relates to the head office teams really understanding what's happening in the branches in the contact centers with our with our customers a lot of the early work that i'm doing with the teams is building on what is already a strength of the organization but getting that understood at all levels
1: and as you and your team drive that reconnection and that change more broadly at the cooperative bank what do you see as some of the skills that are required to lead change
0: well the first thing you need to do is get everybody aligned You've got the customer focus that's critical. Secondly, what are the values and the behaviors that define the organization? And what I try and do is spend my time early on in any organization I've been in, in any leadership role I've been in, is really getting to understand the essence of the organization. And certainly in banking and financial services, you often have organizations with a a deep history and you need to really Have the humility to go and understand what drives the organisation, what informs the culture of the organisation. And then with that, then start to say, how do we build on the strengths of the organisation to create the right focus going forward?
1: And with that in mind, then, what are the challenges that you have encountered and that you believe still need to be overcome and how are you tackling them?
0: Well, when you think about the challenges in financial services more broadly, and then I'll talk about the cooperative bank, the fact is that the way customers are inter- interacting with banks or other financial service companies is changing very fast. We're in an ever more digital world. The convenience we expect and the way we access is changing very fast. And at the cooperative bank, uh, we need to invest in the digital capability we have. We have a very strong, loyal customer base. And it's how do we engage with those customers and make sure that we bring modern, relevant digital capability to service those needs. And that is very much a high priority. You link into what I was saying earlier about customer focus. You then need to make sure that in delivering those digital services, you are spending your time really understanding how customers are interacting with us, how they choose to interact with us, and then prioritize the investment that makes sure that those customers are getting the service they need in the channel that they want it. And that, again, is a huge focus for me at the moment and will be in the coming few years.
1: And are there any recent examples where you've got it right or where you've found that you've encountered a particular challenge?
0: The cooperative Bank has been through a lot uh, since its issues back in 2013, Um, but what I've really enjoyed early on is getting teams in a room, all cooperating together, thinking about what we're doing with our customers. And quite often what you see is, in any organisation, and particularly in banking, you can have people working in individual departments not fully understanding the impact they're having in the customers. And we've been running a number of workshops across all my major business areas, looking at the customer experience that we're providing our customers, and asking ourselves, how are our internal procedures helping that and that is getting people together thinking about what's happening identifying be that be that incoming complaints or service defects we've had and then getting teams working together starts to fix that and what I what I always like is once you start getting groups of committed colleagues together they start to understand what's happening they also crucially often have to look in the mirror and go oh is that really our policy what have we done so getting the teams mobilized and aligned you start to see some really interesting opportunities emerge and we're really starting to see that across a number of my business areas
1: and going back to what you said earlier about digital capability and making sure that's both modern and relevant more broadly as you look at technology how is the co-op bank dealing with this and um, to be more specific to what extent do you think it can underpin what in many respects is a unique charter at the co-op
0: well I think in terms of uh, the way I think about digital and and, uh, you make a good point is you first need to be clear what your business and what your customers really want from you, and for me, that is agnostic of digital enablements. It's how do I make sure I'm delivering the right products and the right services for that. Again, the way we're interacting today, if we contrast, we are all using our mobile phone, and we're look at, we're looking at how we interact across multiple channels. So, from a from a leadership point of view, what you start to then do is say, let's prioritise how how our customers are using us. What are the areas where they want to see us deliver new services? And you need to spend a lot of time understanding what your customers are thinking, and then prioritise your investment towards the areas where they want to see that service. And again, um, in a digital, fast-changing world, one needs to be clear that you're tackling the highest priority areas of focus, be that around customer servicing needs, be that uh, where they want to access new products from us, and making sure that you're prioritising your digital investment in those areas.
1: And do you, as you look at what the priorities may be through 2019, 2020, what for you will be top of the list?
0: The areas where we 're going to be very focused is making sure that our customers can access more of their services in more of their more more places more often and more regularly so um, we 're currently upgrading our mobile platform that 's currently in rollout and then what are the services that they want as we can bring a more agile way of delivering those services so effectively getting into very frequent rollouts of enhanced services, but you need to be listening to your customer, understanding what their priorities are so we 're going to be spending a lot of time um, working through the areas that they want um, from us. And, and that'll be simple things, being able to just you know, provide more access to understand what's happening with their banking today, being able to access new products, be that a new savings product, be that um, a new credit card. Um, so you start thinking about what they need. For us, what's also exciting is we are um, the seventh largest SME bank in the UK and some 90,000 customers. and we 're spending a lot of a lot of funding investing in our digital capability for those customers and what is what is good about that is really understanding what 's happening in u k banking and sMEs and we know right now that there is a, a big gap and a big requirement to enhance competition in that area so what i 'm doing is um, bringing in teams to start to look in think about how we might do SME banking differently in the UK and we've got this phenomenal ethical brand and position we have and we've always had a very firm point of view of how we bank and our customers bank with us because of that Um, and we think that creates a good opportunity both for the future and how we might position our services relative to our competitors um, but also um, do something that's a bit different you know we have a proud northwest heritage how do we build on that we're looking at the services we can offer and I think in industries like the SME sector, which has been underserved in the UK. How might we do things differently? How might we service their needs differently and really run that business, albeit as the seventh largest SME bank, like a startup, really thinking about how we can grow and define um, a new space in SME banking.
1: So far, we've focused on that growth and the co-op's future. Are there any barriers to change that you think are particularly relevant to today's consumer banking
0: industry? Well, I think in terms of... of, of Consumer banking generally, I think one of the things that one does need to make sure is one is knocking down the barriers that exist between departments. One of the features um, that one does come across in retail banking, uh, both in the UK but globally, is it can get quite siloed where individual units are just providing a certain parts of the service. And I think certainly what what one does see is um, too often not enough focus on what the customer really needs. And I think because uh, one's operating with large customer bases, sometimes um, the interaction can be depersonalized and rather than really understanding what what the customer needs and how the organization delivers, um, some of that's cultural, sometimes you have organizational structures that don 't necessarily help understand what the customers need and therefore have organizations that are aligned around how they better serve their customers
1: and what about the co-op specifically?
0: We have a very strong passion for For the customer, which is good. So, but the good news is actually the core uh, DNA of the organization is very sound, um, underpinned by those cooperative principles in terms of specifically what we're we're working through is how do we get colleagues working better across the various functions of the organization um, you know we've been through a lot as an organization since 2013 and it's fair to say that in some areas we've got a bit misaligned again not through any malice or any malintent so we're spending a lot of time as a team really thinking about what we're doing for our customers and how we're delivering that um, and starting to work with the teams on What needs to be true, which a lot is just reigniting the energy that sits in our front line, but crucially getting a lot of our teams that are further from the customer, thinking about the customer, thinking about how we prioritize, be that the investment we want to make in the franchise, be that around the culture that we have, how we're working together in service of the customer. So for me, a lot of what I'm trying to do as a leader is. Get to the essence of the cooperative bank, what it means, the passion our customers have for, for for the cooperative bank and what it represents as an ethical bank, and make sure that's happening in more places, in more departments, more of the time. And that's what you're trying to do as a leader is set the overall tone of what you're trying to do, but then beyond that, really try and work on is everyone aligned, do we have all the teams working together, cooperating to achieve what we need to for our customers.
1: So so you've talked about the consumer banking industry and the degree to which it can get siloed, um, a result of that being not enough focus on what the customer actually needs. When you you talk about that, how much are you thinking in terms of product? Clearly, there's a huge array of products that are out there for the customer currently, including some really pioneering new industries within financial services. How relevant is that to you? And and how much would you want to diversify the products that you can offer to an average co-op customer?
0: So I've been sort of in and around um, the developments around consumer banking for now coming up uh, 15 years. And one of the features that has always surprised me is the overbearing product focus of a lot of consumer bankers. A lot of consumer bankers trained on the basis of product inputs driving value. And I think that that is now an outmoded and outdated way of thinking. And the reality, though, is lots of bankers, product-led bankers keep thinking that you've effectively go and source a new, a new, new customer and you simply sell the product. Um, the reality for me is um, what you need to be thinking about is what the customer's needs are and how do I deliver my organization to service that. But there is a disconnect. There are lots of bankers that have been trained to sell individual products. What are the inputs? They don't spend enough time thinking about how am I retaining the customers? How am I really understanding the needs? How do I service those needs more holistically? Equally, if I then take it further, I think that uh, from, from my own retail banking experience, one of the things that I feel quite strongly about is a lot of the overbearing product-led strategies have created quite serious conduct issues because there have been too much focus on selling the individual product with not enough regard for effectively the customer and the customer's experience. To be fair, it is much better now post-crisis than it was um, pre-crisis. But there is still a generation of bankers who keep thinking that it's all about product. Every customer ultimately buys a product or a service, but it's effective, am I spending enough time, and all my bankers spending enough time really understanding what that customer need is and how I deliver that need.
1: And assuming you have that real understanding of what the customer needs, do you feel confident that the co-op and its current approach is sufficiently open to new offerings within the market and um, perhaps some of the more pioneering technologies that are out there for customers?
0: Well, I think with the cooperative bank, the good news is that the customer focus is very deeply embedded in the organization. One of the features that I need to uh, work through is, um, obviously, we've limited and re- uh, reduced our services in recent years. But through simplifying and narrowing our services post the issues we had in 2013, we have a very uh, loyal, committed customer base, but we now need to provide them with more products and services. But you then start that build, not based on going and hiring a whole lot of product bankers and hoping the customers will buy the product. You sit there and say, in the world that is in 2018, how are customers accessing their banking needs in the SME market? Um, And for me, that creates a really interesting set of opportunities. How do we partner with the right fintechs to provide some of those services and I do think uh, fintechs have a very important role to play um, around how they might help organizations like us provide our services. You've got all sorts of opportunities that flow from that. If you look at what's happening with with open banking, how do we provide access to those 4 million customers we have overall, those 90,000 SMEs? Who are the people we should partner with? Um, and that's where it gets interesting and exciting because we are a cooperative um, so for us, it's natural to partner. So how do we then find those partners that we can work with um, to help shape the future of banking in the UK? May sound like a bold vision, but the reality is we have big incumbent players. We have phenomenal fintech capability in the UK. But to me, the opportunity is how do you take... Um, an organisation like the cooperative bank, as I say, founded under cooperative principles, perfectly placed to marry up the innovation that we have with a strong existing customer base, but then work on with our strong ethical position how you do banking completely differently. And that's for me what's exciting and why I get excited.
1: There will have been many lessons throughout your career in how best to drive change and growth within an organisation. What is the one that stands out for you as being essential to delivering success for customers and the business alike?
0: I mean, I think the thing I've learned through through my career is um, two or three key things. The first thing I would say is creating a very clear purpose of what you're trying to do, what you're trying to achieve. Um, and again, I've always used um, customer focus as being that anchor. Ultimately. The customers um, are why the business exists. It's in service of the customers that pay the bills. And how do you get the organization focused and around that? So I've always been very clear on driving customer focus as being a key underpinner of that. The second is um, really understanding the values that form the organization and trying to make sure you amplify the strengths and tackle some of the weaknesses that exist in the organization. And again, um Again, having operated across multiple geographies, I think as a senior leader, you need to be very clear on what you're trying to achieve. Not try and uh, make it too complicated. I think sometimes one can over-engineer one's messaging uh, in an organization. Um, and certainly, for example you know thirty nine countries are standard charter bank. You need to be very clear what you 're trying to do with your teams, not over mandate what you expect everyone to do in the detail, but be clear on the principles that you 're trying to achieve. be very clear on the the behaviors and the other aspect that i 've always um, sought to make sure is that you build really transparent fact based frameworks so that people can operate and understand what 's happening those fact based frameworks have a very rich um, and specific underpinning on what's happening to our customers. What are our customers telling us? How are we doing with our customers? Equally, because one needs to drive shareholder value, what's happening in the financial drivers? And I've always been very keen to be very clear on the fact base that underpins it, but at the same time, have everyone be understand what we're trying to achieve at an overall strategic level, and crucially, making sure that you set the tone around the values and the behaviors and the way people need to work. And it's the triangulation of those that, for me, um, is the key to driving value in a retail banking context, but indeed in a financial services context.
1: Andrew, incredibly interesting. Thank you so much for talking to us today and for participating in this Hydric and Struggles Leadership Podcast.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Hydric & Struggles Leadership Podcast. To make sure you don't miss more future-shaping ideas and conversations, please subscribe to our channel on the podcast app. And if you're listening via LinkedIn, Twitter or YouTube, why not share this with your connections? Until next time.